What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to episode seven of the Unhinged Talk podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Hennessy. And as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Dan Rourke. What's up? Two episodes in two days or three days. Yeah, we're getting pretty consistent at this. Very consistent. I mean, it'll we'll probably be absent for another like three months after this one, but who cares? No, 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 no. Consistency is our new key. I wake Arts. up in the morning and I think about consistency. Yeah, I bet you do. So um, within the past two days, a lot of Yankee <laughs> news has happened. Not at all, That's actually. sarcasm. But yeah. in terms of the Yankees catcher Gary Sanchez, a lot of news has happened. I wouldn't say a lot of news, but That's one big time piece news. of news. Well, big time news, I'd say. Well, no, because there was rumors that they were going to swap him for JT Romuto. And then Brian Cashman actually came out and said, that Gary Sanchez is actually not for sale, and he will be a Yankee in 2019. What are your thoughts on that, Pat? My thoughts is I'm not surprised. I mean, all right, let's be honest. Did we ever think that trading Gary Sanchez when his value was at his absolute lowest was ever a possibility? Oh, I'll be honest. I I didn't think he was. I didn't even entertain the idea of it, and I don't think I didn't think Brian Cashman would either. If you think about it, I, I mean, think it would have just been dumb. And also, it's the fact that what is Gary's 26 today, actually, and at his peak, he's the best offensive catcher in the game. You look at his 2016 seasons, what, 20 homers in 53 games, 2017 season, yeah. 30, 33 homers in 124 games, I think. I mean, the guy, when when he's fully held, that's another thing you got to look at. In 2018, what, he played 88 games, and he was, it was an injury-riddled season the entire time? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean – you got to give the guy a break. And in 2019, I think if he stays healthy, I think he'll be just as good as he was in 2016, 2017. Also, we can't discount the fact that even though we didn't know it at the time, when he was on the field, he was still hurt. No, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, like the majority of the season he was injured, let alone if he was on the field or not. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, like, don't you remember last year? Like when the Yankees acquired Stanton, so the talk was who's going to be the MVP? Is it going to be Judge? Is going to be Stan? Who's going to be better? And then there's also talk, oh, it may be Gary Sanchez or Greg Bird. And obviously, we know how that played out. But yeah, that's, yeah. in terms of, uh, there was actually talk like Gary Sanchez could be the best hitter among those three, you know? And I actually still believe that he Yeah. Could. No, there was actually like real that credibility a, that among that. That was a legitimate conversation. And also, yeah. Gary was actually very unlucky in 2018. And don't get me wrong, he hit 186. He, hit, he, was, he was dreadful in 2018. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but, well, maybe I will a little bit. He was very unlucky in terms of his hard hit rate was one of the actually, I think, just as close as it was in 2017. He just his swing and miss percentage. He was striking out a little bit too much. He wasn't making contact. The breaking ball low and away really got him. So, I think it's a simple thing of just making contact at the plate and he'll improve. You know. Yeah, it's also his defensive struggles, which I think are a bit oh, well, overblown. No, he was brutal. He's not. He, all right. he was brutal. He was brutal. All right. I'm not, He's I'm not, not a good himself. defensive catcher. Yeah. Well, he's not a good defensive of, catcher, of, but I blocking, in terms of blocking, he's not a good defensive catcher. His arm is elite. His framing is actually statistically known as elite. So it's just his blocking. That's what I'm referring to. The well, overall yeah. package of Gary Sanchez as a catcher is not as bad as a lot of people think. And people, even when, don't you remember, even when Gary was good, they were like, people get obsessed with ripping him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It was like, well, even the guy was hit, what, 33 home runs and injury shortens, and he drove in 90 runs in 2017. Keep in mind, he missed like all yeah. of April. People were like, they, they wanted to bash him more than anybody. I don't know why. They've always hated him. Yankee fans, too. Yeah. Yankee fans, all, like fans of all teams across MLB, they've always hated Gary Sanchez. Yank- and now, all right, boy. He threw him a little bit of a bone hitting 186 in 2018, but still, or 180, whatever he hit. 
Yankee fans love to pick. It's weird because Yankee no, nobody, fans love to pick on their own players. Nobody hates Yankee players more than Yankee fans, and that's a fact. That's so true. That's so true. So true. Only player they don't hate on is, I'd say, Judge. Yeah, but even Judge got a lot of criticism last year when he was struggling. To like 2017? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I but, also remember when he first came up and he struggled. Everybody was like, well, send the, him back down at AAA. He's I'd awful. After the conclusion of the 2017 season, Judge kind of gets a free pass with most players. Like even Severino, yeah. he, Severino will get bashed a lot. Usually you'll see the home run. Oh, yeah. will get bashed as much, but Severino, he gets ridiculed bad, big time. I mean, in the 2017 him, wild card game, they were booing him off the field. That was fucking bullshit. I don't, I, mm, it booing, I'll be honest, booing players in general, like, Stanton, oh, that that set me wild. That was infuriating. Um, oh yeah, that's another thing. Yankee fans love to hate Stanton for no reason. Yeah, they hate, it's it's same deal with A Rod. It's like you inherit a big contract and you get expected to perform. Stanton had a solid season last year. Stanton, if you take out April and what was it? I think beginning of September, he had a really good yeah. year. And either way, he was taking a down season, but the guy still what hit thirty eight homers, drove at one hundred runs, slugged over five hundred. Yeah, and the postseason. The postseason, he wasn't that good, but oh, he was not good. None of their offense was good in the postseason. Like I, like I said last episode, who's what Judge performed in the postseason? The bullpen performed. And yeah, that's it. Gary Sanchez for a game. I think Judge was their only bat that produced. He produced big time. Hit like four twenty. Yeah, that's a nice thing to see too. That Judge played well in the postseason. That was I liked seeing that because even last year you yeah. saw Clemson stuff too in twenty seventeen. He had some moments. Yeah. That's what you're really looking for. I remember A Rod said it actually in two thousand nine. You're not really looking for. An average in the postseason, more so. You're looking for one moment or two moments to like help your team yeah. win. That's really what Judge did. And same with Gary Sanchez. It's crazy because in what four playoff games? No, five playoff games this year. Judge had like three or four moments. Oh yeah, big time. He had the the lead off, not the lead off, but the first inning two run shot in the wild. Yeah. And then he had the he home had run off of Price off Kimbrel in the ninth inning of game one. Yeah, and they still ended up losing the game, but still. And that uh, was brutal. He had what? What do you have? Three homers this postseason? Yeah, the one off Price in the first inning. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, he had a great postseason. He had like 420, I think, three homers. Now he has what, seven career homers in the postseason? I, you know, we could talk all day about how amazing Aaron Judge is because. Well, that's true. I, I mean, he's just like, oh, he's but, just like an all around, like, to, amazing player. I don't want to go off too much about the whole thing. But if you take out the ALDS against Cleveland last year, Aaron Judge is a damn good postseason performer. It was just the yeah. ALDS he wasn't good in. You know, he was even good in the wild card game last year. Oh yeah, he had two hits. Two he hit that home run off of Barrios. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Alrighty. Um. All right. So. So yeah, Gary. We're gonna move on to so, Bryce Harper. Now we're talking a little bit about Bryce Harper. So, it was as you know in early reports, it was seen that the Yankees weren't too interested in Bryce Harper, and that kind of shocked everybody, especially me, and pissed a lot of people off, especially me. And um, especially me too. So apparently, within recent reports in the past week or so, heading into the meeting winter winter meetings, uh, Bryce Harper reportedly is not off the Yankees' radar just yet, and they actually are interested in the left-handed bat a little bit. What do you think? I think that they've always been interested in left-handed bat, and that's the thing. I don't. I don't, I don't think it really would get out there too much whether or not they're interested in him. I mean, no, like, also, I, go ahead. I think that they've been interested in Bryce Harper for years. I mean, there's no deny. I mean, obviously, they're not going to come out and say, "Yeah, we're interested in him," but it's it's evident that they're going to have interest in him and they're going to pursue him heavily. Yeah, my stance on the whole thing is, um, and a lot of people know this, is that I look at it. He's a 26 year old left handed bat, which the Yankees need 
bad, a left-handed bat and that right-handed heavy. Really line. bad. Very, like, like, stupidly bad is how bad they need a left-handed bat. Anyways, so Bryce Harper, 26-year-old, generational talent. You won't have an opportunity to sign a player of that caliber, you know, every year, not even every five years, every decade. Yeah, I look like this. You have an opportunity to either sign. I mean, I, I'm a, I'll, I'll be excited if they sign Manny Machado. I'm obviously more of a Bryce Harper guy. You have the opportunity to sign this guy who, at his peak, can hit, what, 330, slug like 600, post a weighted run screen of plus, or close to 200. This guy's insane. And I think you have the opportunity to sign him right now. I think you do it. Well, you know, all right, I agree with everything you said, but I think there's going to be one thing that holds them back. And oh, it's the idea nice. that you can have. Okay, so Aaron Judge is going to be a free agent in what, four seasons? Oh, four years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can have three guys on one team making over 300 million. Oh, and it's not even just that. It could be, well, listen, I mean, like, in terms of players that will be making an average annual value of more than $20 million, you'll have, at that point, assuming Stan's still on the team, Stanton, and then Judge when he's a free agent, maybe Gary Sanchez if they resign him, Luis Severino, all these players, and hell, I mean, Glaber Torres on the line, Miguel and Duhar down the line, all these players, then you add in Harper. I mean, he's kind yeah. of, they're going to sign either Harper or Machado, at least one of the two, would you agree? Yeah, but I also think that signing Harper or Machado means that they're not going to sign either... Gary, Judge, Didi, and Harb, one of them's not going to resign. Obviously. There's, yeah. But let's be honest. Because Didi's going to get a payday. You don't know that. And he's a free agent after the season. After the season. But guess what? He'll have what? Two months of showcasing to get that contract? No, he's going to be back in July. For three months. Cool. But like maybe um, Didi may just get a one year deal. Doesn't matter. Value. But Mm. anyways, can I give you a little bit? Can I give you my offseason plan? The rest Go for of it. All right. So I think it's known they're going to sign Patrick Corbin. That's your what number three star. Yeah, that's yeah. All right. So you resign or not resign? Go out and sign Patrick Corbin. Maybe five years, hundred ten million. Boom, done. And then I'd say sign Bryce Harper. I'm not going to predict the contract because that's impossible. And then resign. It's Danny just going to be a lot of money. And then resign. Yeah, exactly. You resign a Danny Echevarria. He plays shortstop, and then you slot Harper in left field. And I'll give you your lineup. Here's your lineup. Hicks in center. Judge and right, Harper and left, Stanton de-aging, of course, hitting fourth. Gary Sanchez catching and hitting fifth. Mm, Miguel and Duhar batting third and batting sixth. Luke Voigt playing first, batting seventh. Glaber Torres hitting eighth and playing second. And then Adani Ekavaria playing shortstop. The offense will be so good. The offense will be so good that you can absorb like how bad Ekavaria is at the plate. And his defense is absurd. We saw it in the wild card game. Remember that play he made? Oh, and my God. Like, Jordan. Oh, my God. I want him so bad. I have, like, a hard-on for him. I don't know why. It's weird. Like, I want him back so bad. Either him or Neil Walker, and they could slide Glaives over to short and have Walker play second. I like Walker a lot. Unlike many Yankee fans, I like him a lot. So, I'd say either resign a Daniel well, or Neil Walker play either second or short. All right. Well, you know what? I think, I think that Harper only makes sense for the reason that so you're gonna slot him in left field if you do sign him. But reason. also, also even if you do sign him to play left field, if Luke Voigt isn't good, you could move Harper to first base. I think the Yankees will have a first baseman that's not in this system by the deadline of 2019. I don't think Voigt or Bird will be the answer to be honest. Voigt had a great year. I, but I think Voigt will still be on the team. I don't think he's gonna be completely like Shane Spencer and fall off, but I think he'll. 
I just don't think he'll be nearly as not even close to being as good as honestly. Him. Bring me Daniel Murphy. God, please. I stop want Daniel that. Murphy. If he can play, if he can bring play, me Daniel Murphy. Dude, it's not even like his his defense is like it's not like it's just it doesn't not matter. Bad. Put oh, Stanton God, in left field. Lord. Put Stanton in left field and put from? Murphy at DH. Okay, who's playing second, douchebag? Glaber Torres. Who's playing short then? Hedgeveria. Okay, what is the point of signing Daniel Murphy putting at DH? The whole point is to fill an info infield. Because board. Dan, Dan, Dan. Patrick, Patrick. Who is their best contact hitter right now? Andahar? No. Who? No. Their best contact hitter? Hell, I Yeah. I think Andahar had the highest average on the team last season. Oh, average. Oh, please. I don't care about average. Okay, yeah, if you're going off batting average, sure. All right, so I'm who's their best contact base. hitter? Who gets on base the most? They need hits, Dan. Hitter or walk? Oh, God, you're one of those. I didn't even know that. No, hitter or walk doesn't make a difference. You look at who gets on base the most. That'd be Aaron Judge. But they don't get on base. All right, getting on base means absolutely Judge nothing. Judge gets on base. Judge gets on base. Can be... Their offense is going to be fine. Dan, the, the reason they lost the ALDS last season is because it's, they could not hit Luis with in scoring position. Oh, I, don't wanna, I love you, Severino, if you're listening, but... Because Luis Severino <laughs> didn't pitch up to his billing and allowed what seven earned runs in three innings against the Red Sox in Yankee Stadium, a sixteen to one loss. That changed the whole series. Series series was over at that point. Done. That's why they lost. It's not because of hitting. Their hitting was actually decent in, in the. No, it wasn't. They didn't hit with runners on base. Oh, so here's the and, number was atrocious. It was something like run. one for fourteen with runners in scoring position. Oh, that's that's a problem in the postseason in general. Very very few teams hit with like that well in the playoffs because they're hitting against good pitching. Yeah, but if you have if you have bats that hit for contact and not try to hit home runs every time, the likelihood of getting hit is a lot better. LDS, it's just in terms of I don't consider it the main problem whatsoever. No, but I think it's a problem that they're so reliant on the home run because the home run does oh, not win you games yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, and Brian Cashman is or and Hal Steinberg has like stood by that method of hitting. It's like they want to go for the long ball, and and everybody knows a home run hitting team doesn't really perform well in the postseason. We saw it a lot with the, like the. Besides 2009, like the 2010 to 2012 team, like they hit home runs a lot, and then the postseason came around, they couldn't hit good pitching. No, I agree. And I feel that. like that might be the the worst part but of this team. That's what I'm saying. You add Harper, and this thing, Harper hit fucking 249 in 2018. But guess what his on base was? 393. Imagine, yeah. Imagine the guy hits fucking hell when he in 2015 when his MVP season, his on base I think was like 460. It was insane. Crazy. With like I think forty two homers, ninety nine RBIs. Goodness gracious! Oh, I want him so bad. Just talking about it makes me need Bryce. If the Yankees don't sign Bryce Harper, this offseason is a failure. Listen, I don't care. Me. All right, Hicks, Judge, Harper, Stan. You have a two, three, four, Judge, Lord. Harper, Stan, and Harper's left handed. Oh my God, left handed Yankee Stadium dude. Holy and then God. after that, you got Gary Andahar. Oh my God, and Gary's an X factor for uh, in twenty nineteen too. Think about it, Glaber. Oh my God, Glaber can be our eight here, dude. And then the Danny Ecuaria playing a nice shortstop and nine hole. I like it. I, that's a really good team. And then they're pitching, dude. Pitching. All right, so what? Um, Sevy one, Paxton two, Corbin three, Naka four, CC five. And hell, I want them to resign. I'm not resign. Well, kind of. Uh, Nathan Avaldi out of the bullpen. He could be a swing man. Yeah, it's not happening though, because he's gonna sign somewhere as a starter for a lot of money. Maybe I, I don't want him getting a lot of money to be honest. I mean, Boston's I, gonna. I, I, I'd like a guy to get a lot of money, but in terms of like, I just don't get how somebody would be dumb. If enough. he doesn't resign with Boston, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I think it's between Boston and Houston, but the Yankees have apparently shown interest too. But hell, I'm I see him going to Philly. You see everybody going to Philly. You've said every player's going to Philly. 
No, I have not. Yes, I said you said Machado. Players are going to Philly. You said Harper is going to Philly. You said Machado is going to Philly too. Well, obviously not both of them are going to Philly. Why not? No, honestly, I think Harper is going to go to New. If oh, I'm going to be pissed if the Yankees don't sign Harper. And to be it fair, just I, makes I too much I sense. Have, I, I'm going to if the Yankees sign Manny Machado, I'm not going to be upset. No, but I'd much rather prefer Harper. Hell, if Machado Harper makes left, a lot more sense. It really does. And I wrote about that too. Like with the Didi injury, like you lack left-handed power even more. And even with Didi on the team, the Yankees were so right-handed heavy. Yeah. You need like, because what? You said what? Didi will be out till July. God, yeah. you, well, I wrote up the lineup, I think, yesterday or this morning. Imagine when he comes back, what the lineup's going to look like. So fucking filthy, dude. And there you go. Then you switch uh, Equivaria to the bench roll. And then you have Didi. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Harper. This is re- thinking about it. I'm sorry. Makes me I'm, happy. I say this a lot in articles, but I'm genuinely salivating right now at the thought of it. All right. So All basically, right, so Bryce Harper needs to be. We want Bryce Harper. Okay. So Bryce Harper, if you're listening to this, you can come visit New York. That's another thing. I think home. we both. Harper wants to be a Yankee. We agree on that. Ah, uh, I saw a picture of him yesterday with Chris Bryant. Oh fuck! The Cubs aren't signing. They can't afford him. You don't mm. no, no, the Cubs aren't getting them. Bottom line, they're, they're so fucking like limited. Their payroll payroll f- flexibility right now is brutal. It's it's a big clusterfuck down there. All right, you well, want uh, unless, on un, wait, unless he signs with a team like St. Louis, and then the uh, Cubs, but they the Cubs would never trade Chris Bryant to St. Louis. So dude, get this, happen. get this. Mets fans want him too. They think they, a lot of Mets fans. Oh are, uh, yeah, Mets. Mets fans aren't crack. Yeah, enjoy your 36-year-old PD using second baseman. Yeah. Right. Robinson Kennedy. You want I mean, to, um... all right. Wait, before we get into the questions here, I just need to make a statement. So Mets fans literally take every washed-up Yankee and make them their god. You like Cologne? Uh, Bartolo Cologne, Bobby Abreu, Curtis Granderson. Curtis Granderson. I feel like there's so many more. Curtis Granderson was not even good with the Mets. Maybe in 2015 he was good, but in terms of like they take they take these players and they think they're like, you know, because gotcha. they were Yankees at one point, so they think that they're amazing. Yeah, and then they they, tra- they trash talk to Yankee fans as if like they yeah. end up winning. Like, please cut me a fucking break. Oh, I'm wait. I'm waiting for all of the Mets fans to say something when Robinson Cano gets a walk off single on fucking yeah, May 16th. Against the Braves, like, yeah. no, honestly, they they look for any chance to. But I'm not here to bash Met fans, but in terms of, you know, rationality, they're very high in that department. You know. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you want to answer some questions? Yeah. Let's get into the questions here. All right. So Sean Dot Niche asks, "Who do you want the Yankees to sign for the bullpen?" So for me, I'd like to resign D Rob and um, probably go after Adovino. I'd say. But I, I'd like them to resign Britain, but I think he'll sign for Clover's, Closer's money somewhere. And obviously, Yanks aren't going to pay him that. So, yeah, D-Rob, Adovino. Sounds good to me. Um, I want to say give me Adovino and Andrew Miller on a one-year deal. I'd like that. I would like that, actually. A one-year deal, first of all, there's no there's no bad thing as a one-year deal. And if no, there's no bad one-year deal. Uh, I'd totally be for that. More than for that. I, I'd, I'd like that. Like I endorse the idea of that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm fu- See, because I feel like D Rob, we saw last season that he's not the same pitcher that he was. I, I thought D Rob was good last year. He had some moments where he uh, lit up a few corners. Mm, he was he was good. really shaky last year. At times, at times, yeah. But I mean, I thought besides Dellen, I'd say, well, I guess all right, Chapman, Dellen, and then D Rob, I'd say would be our third most consistent bullpen. Can we talk Chapman, about Chapman. a minute? 
Can we talk about for a minute how Dellen just turned his entire career around? Oh my God, Dellen! And no Dellen. one really acknowledges him for that. Dellen was unbelievable in 2018, dude. Oh my God, unbelievable! In think about past what he, the first couple weeks of April, not even being an option in the 2017 postseason to being the most yeah. crucial piece in the pen in 2018. In the oh yeah. Oh my God, he was. I he does not get enough right credit. He was like, you know, some of the is like for the first time since I say maybe 2015. There was that. Remember in 2014, 2015, like his first like couple years, where like when he came in, you just knew it was gonna be a shutdown. He inning. was untouchable. And it's like where it's like if you had to go to the bathroom, you wouldn't go if Delmatins. Yeah. It's yep. like, I it's like the chance of almost like an immaculate inning every time. It was like yep. I was excited to see Delmatins pitch again in 2018. <laughs> yep. oh, I love it. I'm like, I'll be honest, dude. This podcast is making me like realize like how good the Yankees can be in 2019. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, so back to oh, Dylan Batances. He does not get enough credit for how he turned his entire career around. Oh, he, he was a stable of the bullpen in 2018. Oh, yeah, big time. And uh, I remember even at the beginning funny. of the season this year, he he choked, uh, like, what, twice? Yeah, the first couple weeks of April. And I remember his first appearance in, what, Toronto in the opening day. He yeah. Uh, um, but uh, it's funny. He's, I think it was his first pitch. It was to Kevin Pillar. I think so, yeah. And you can't not really fault him for that because it was just a first pitch fastball trying to get ahead. Yeah. yeah, he just jumped on it. But um, in terms of just like how good he was in 2018, it's just like unbelievable. You know, it's yeah. All right, we can get back to the questions. Let's see. All right, Colin Stacy, good kid. He asks, uh, why isn't Gary Sanchez being shot? Um, because he has a lot of potential and he has a ceiling of about 45 homers a year behind the plate. So, and why I feel like we went through this. But, oh, yeah, yeah, but just quick I feel like obviously, I mean, Cashman would listen to offers for him because well, I'm Cashman sure he listens to listen offers, offers on everybody. Exactly. Yeah. They'll, they'll yeah. Um, but um, I think that Gary Sanchez is way too vital to ever be traded. I think, to put it simple, Gary Sanchez is just too good to be shopped. You know. I mean, if he has a couple more bad seasons, then he'll be shopped. But here's a kind of a decent question: Taylor H underscore six hundred five S. As of right now, who's our opening day starter? I guess Savvy, you'd think, think. Oh, that's an easy question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, honestly. Luis Severino, hands down. Hands down. I'd give it I give it ninety-five percent chance. If Severino pitched the wild card game, he's pitching opening day. That's a good point. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah. So many of these are Harper and Machado. Um, here's a good question. Sports dude four asks, Do you think Luis Severino will bounce back from his second half slump from last year? I'll yes. all right. So Apparently, a lot of the reason that he was slumping so bad, I mean, I've, this has been a thing for years with Severino. Because he was tipping pitches, right? Pitches. So, yeah, bottom yeah. line, if he can just, if Yankees can fix that problem, maybe get a little help from Pedro Martinez, uh, I think, then yeah. Because he was like, you could arguably say he was the best pitcher in baseball in the first half. He was, you know, he was but there was, there was a lot of talk that Pedro Martinez was actually I don't hurting him. I no? don't find that. I, I don't want to think about it. I don't know. But Pedro Martinez, I, I don't, I don't want to think it's true, but I that's, feel like that's it's a possibility. I, I don't really want to buy into that yet until like if I got a little more evidence thinking about that, then yeah, I think yeah. it's just like that's bullshit to be honest. Um, Harper Machado, we already said we want Harper. Harper. All right, let me switch over to NYY Harper. All right. Um, so Billy Hamilton, he was actually non-tendered by the Reds this past week. Um, would you want him to be a uh, option for the Yankees? <laughs> That's, I'm sorry, but that's a hell no for me. Really? Well, not as he, a starter. He provides nothing besides Whoa. defense and speed. All right, that's a bit hell. Then you can say the same for Echevarria. All right, maybe maybe you acquire him for September when the rosters expand. 
Nah, he's he'll get a place, and I think he'll he'll be starting because, somewhere. I think, but I mean, if if it, say come February he's not signed, maybe sign him as like a nice Chris Carter, like a bench option. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't even get on base. Well, in terms of a pinch runner, dude, like a pinch runner, late defensive replacement. I know, but you don't need a pinch runner in games in the middle of May. Yeah, you do. No, you so don't. You, you're th- and if you do, you're you throw in Tyler Wade. Well, I like Wade. I love me some Tyler Wade. But you're thinking he's going yeah. to be a wild card, not a division. Just saying. No, no, because I want Billy Hamilton, but not make, he's not a, needed at the moment. Don't make a Billy Hamilton like hate page or something if that's what you want to do. I don't hate Billy Hamilton. Yeah, I just think that he would not be a fit on this team right now. You're being really cruel to Billy. You're telling me that he would start on this team. Oh, I didn't say he'd start. I said he could be a bench option if he's still around come February. Like on a free Sure, game. sure. Okay, I like that. Like a Chris Carter deal. I literally just said that, dude. Chris Carter deal. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Good. Tom underscore Hill underscore underscore asked. Uh, I think we may have addressed this, but does Gary Sanchez have a bounce back year in 2019? Yes. That's a question. Because, I, all right. I think that's a genuine yes. I think at least. Let's think about it. Let's I think, think I, about it for a minute. Well, go ahead. Even if Gary Sanchez has a below average season next year, it's still an improvement because and, last season he was just god awful. And also, think about it. Gary Sanchez, if he actually played a full season, he's still his power numbers are actually good last year. He's still hitting 30 yeah. runs. I think 85 RBIs he was on pace for. It's just batting average brutal. And like we said, he was brutal last year. We're not going to sugarcoat that. But in terms of no. he's way too good of a hitter to just all of a sudden forget how to hit. You know what I mean? So I'm going to say at least – I'd say at least a good 250 batting average, probably better, I think. Um, 30, 35 homers, 90 to 100 RBIs. I think you'll be able to expect that year in and year out with Gary. Yep, I agree. agree. All right. Um, what free agents would benefit us most? Pick three and explain why. Z Skurm asks. That's a good question. I kind of like this question. All right. So for me, um, well, Patrick Corbin, I'd say that's a no-brainer. Um, he had a great year in 2018, and he's obviously a Yankee fan. The Yankees definitely need starting pitching. And um, I think they need pitchers that can strike out hitters, and that's definitely what uh, Corbin can do. So that's number one. Number two, well, at least it actually isn't in the order, because if it was, wasn't in order, I'd say Harper one. So – Bryce Harper, yep. definitely. We already explained why we want him so bad. Left him to bat in the middle of the Yankees lineup. And number three, um, not Echeverria, even though I want him back. I'd say just bullpen help, you know, resign D Rob or Adovino or something. Um, I feel like I would go the same direction as you, Corbin, Harper. And then it's a toss up between Adovino, Miller, Echeverria. You know, actually, and- no, I'll put my number three. Oh, sorry. You did go ahead. I feel like um, they're going to surprise us with. Their option for middle infield depth. I feel like it's going to be somebody that we're not thinking of. Like Brandon Drury kind of came out of nowhere. Maybe I was sorry, bad. It could be a no. I don't think so because they already they gave up so much for. uh, That's how they got half. I don't think they go after him. But um, what was I going to say? Um, I think Manny Machado actually could put his number three if they don't get Harper. Because all in all, we want Harper, yeah. But Manny Machado would still be a huge addition. Agreed. Agreed, but his defense at shortstop is not the same as his defense at third base. Oh, I'd prefer him to play third, but obviously he's not going to be doing that. And I think it's yeah. safe to say Andujar will be a Yankee in 2019, so yeah, I guess he'll be playing short. Yeah, he's safe. Apparently, actually, yeah. with the Dodgers, he was a much better shortstop than he was with the Orioles as he kind of progressed a little bit. And um, mm-hmm. Joel, Joel Ogrippo asks, who is playing left field and shortstop for the Yanks in 2019? Well, as of right now, I'd say Brett Gardner will be playing left and playing short. 
Uh, I'd say if I had to guess, Manny Machado or maybe Glaze will play short, and then you can re-sign Neil Walker, have Echeverria come in and play short, something like that. You know what I think is going to happen? I just you're, had an epiphany. You're, you're thinking of something crazy is going to happen. You're th- you think of like yeah. a surprise trade. I can I can hear it in your voice. I just I just thought of something that's very mm, – I think it's going to happen, actually. I think Bryce Harper is going to be their left fielder, like and it. Glaber Torres is going to be their shortstop with Joe Panic at second base. I could see that. Yeah. That could be a Sonny Gray trade, actually. That's going to happen. It could be Sonny Gray for Joe Wow, Panic. Dan, this is going to happen. Joe Panic's going to be their second baseman next and, year. And we know the Yankees have actually been eyeing Panic for years. He's oh, an yeah, because he, he's a native New Yorker, too. Is he? And yeah. Panic has a high ceiling, too. So, much better than he Give was. Me Give me Joe Panic. Give me Joe Panic. All right, somebody just uh Markham1029 asked, do they bring back David Robertson, and what about Zach Brin? Uh, I think David Robertson, I think that's pretty likely that they'll bring him back. I mean, there's that whole story about, like, the playoff shares or something. You, you read that? Oh, yeah, I saw that. I, that. I, don't wanna, I don't even know what any of that means. I don't even want to get into that, but I don't know if that could halt them from resigning him. But I definitely think – I think D-Rob is definitely more likely than Zach Britton. And I love Zach Britton. I actually think, you know – World well, because Britain's going to get a big payday. That's the thing. Zach Britain's going to get four years, probably 10 to 15 million a year. And D Rob yeah. probably get two, what, two to three, maybe three years, not three years, I don't think. Probably two. No, he'll get two max. No, I'd say two. I think I say around two, three max. Um, That's about it. The questions. All right. Well, I feel like we had a very productive episode today. We talked about Bryce Harper, talked about Gary Sanchez, answered some questions. Yeah, very productive, I'd say. And we'll see so, you in two months. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we're, we're, we've been a lot more consistent lately. So we're probably going to get another episode done sometime this week. Yeah, and the winter meetings are coming up too. So uh, it's going to be a busy month. So you could follow both of us on Twitter, myself yeah. at True Hennessy and Dan at Dan Allen Rourke. You could follow the Unhinged Yankees Twitter account at Unhinged Yankees. And also um, follow Yankees uh, Avenue and NYY Home Runs on Instagram. I was just going to mention that. Yeah, sure. So we will see you guys on episode eight. Sounds good.